Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let Go and Let God. Let go and let God always let him lead. Whatever faces us, he is all we need. Let go and let God show us the way through. Unburden our load, let go and let God. You're listening to Let Go and Let God. I'm your host, Art Suriano. There is no greater feeling than when we have Jesus in our hearts, which is why I start the program each week with a word about prayer. Whether we have strong faith or not, praying to Jesus at least once every day will build a relationship with Him, and that is what matters most. For those of us that have weak faith, Prayer will help get our faith stronger. And for those of us who have found faith and feel it is strong, prayer is equally important so that our faith remains strong and doesn't begin to waver. I used to struggle with my faith for years until I found the power of prayer. And through prayer, I found Jesus and built a meaningful relationship with Him. So if you're struggling with your faith, have doubts or lack faith, Please keep listening because together we'll get you to a better place. Today we are celebrating the solemnity of the body and blood of Jesus. So our topic for today is the body and blood of Jesus. Many Christians who receive communion and drink the wine do it without much thought, almost as if it was taken for granted. What too many of us don't think about is what incredible miracle that takes place before we receive. The Holy Eucharist was first given by Jesus at the Last Supper. When he broke bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take it and eat it, for this is my body. He then gave thanks and offered them the cup and said, Each of you drink from it, for this is my blood. Why did Jesus do this, and what does it mean? Well, Jesus knew that his time here on earth was almost at the end. For the day after the Last Supper, he would die on the cross. The sharing of the Eucharist was to seal the covenant between God and his people. In essence, something we as Christians could partake in regularly to acknowledge our faith in the Lord and commitment to him while benefiting from his love and allowing us to be one of his people. Receiving the Holy Eucharist shows that we are Christians who believe in and accept God the Father, Jesus his Son, and the Holy Spirit. It also means that we believe that Jesus was here on earth and died for our sins. But unfortunately, many of us don't understand or think about what takes place as the Holy Eucharist is prepared for us at Mass. The word consecrated or the consecration of the Eucharist is the miracle performed by the priest at the altar when bread is changed into the body of Jesus and the wine is changed into his blood. But are we really eating Jesus' flesh or drinking his blood? Interesting question, and it has led to much debate throughout the centuries. Surely we can agree that symbolically, the bread is the body of Jesus and the wine is his blood. But there is more. We can research for ourselves the many documented stories that have been written about when a consecrated host has been stolen. One particular story dates back to the 15th century when a woman named Anne Vogley 
dashed out of the church, holding a Eucharist in her hand, and ran until she reached a cemetery wall. Anne is quoted as saying, After putting my hand in a narrow iron gate, I got hold of the large host, but as soon as I went beyond the cemetery wall, the host became so heavy that I was unable to carry it any longer. I couldn't move, so I threw it away close to a fence. The host was then discovered by a young lady, but it had been transformed into what looked like a flower, saying that it was divided into seven sections, six of which formed a flower. She shared this with her priest who came to see for himself. He was able to pick up the six sections, but the seventh was immovable. The priest took this as a sign that in that spot, a chapel was to be built, and so it was. There are many stories like this, as well as scientific proof that after the host has been consecrated, it is no longer a simple piece of bread, but something remarkable with more questions than answers. Understanding the significance of the body and blood of Jesus is another important part of living life as a Christian. As we talk more about the body and blood of Jesus, we have to understand and accept that the Holy Eucharist is what makes us Christian. Catholics can receive communion 365 days a year, while other Christian faiths offer it lesser times, like once a month or even once a year. But regardless, receiving communion and drinking from the cup is the essence of our Christian faith. We can never lose sight of that, and we should never take it for granted. If we truly believe that Jesus, the Son of God, was here on earth and died for us on the cross, and believe that the night before he died, he shared the bread and wine that he consecrated with his disciples, then we should be thinking about that each time we receive, and immediately after receiving, we should be praying, thanking God for all we have, and allowing this miracle to happen. The first song I'm going to play today talks about the body and blood of Jesus, starting with him here on earth. Watching my pastor consecrate the Eucharist each week inspired me to write this song. Please listen now to my song, The Body and Blood of Jesus. Said, do this in me. 
his hand Imagine the excitement inside What was it like to hear him speak Imagine seeing his eyes To sit with him To talk Listening to Let Go and Let God with your host, Art Suriano. If you would like to learn more about me, email me your questions, or listen to the music you are hearing on these shows, go to my website at www.artsuriano.com or find me on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, iHeart, or Apple. That's www.artsuriano.com. As we continue talking more about the body and blood of Jesus, we can look to the Bible where it says, John chapter 6, verse 53, So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Here we are being told by Jesus himself through John how important receiving the Holy Eucharist is and why. 
Jesus saying no life in you, it's his way of saying that unless we receive the Holy Eucharist, we are not protected by God and we are not one of his people, which means we can easily drift away into the hands of the devil. Receiving communion protects us and is our gateway to heaven. Of course, along with being a good Christian and following the laws and commands of the Lord. As I said earlier, immediately after we receive, we need to pray to the Lord. Each time we receive, we bond with Jesus, with him in our hearts and our soul through the Holy Eucharist. How could we not pray after Jesus allows us to share in this amazing miracle? However, once again, as a church music minister, I see many people who did not take receiving very seriously, and that is very sad. Some of them don't take the Holy Eucharist from the priest properly, and some walk back to their seats and don't pray, but engage in conversation with the person next to them or look at their cell phone. Yes, they have received communion, but why? For they are not getting any of the benefits when they do not take it seriously. When we pray, whether it's right after receiving communion or during our private daily prayer time, we need to let Jesus know how grateful we are to him for dying for us and how thankful we are for allowing us the gift of the Holy Eucharist. We can pray to Jesus anytime we wish about anything on our minds. That's what makes prayer so incredible. Jesus is there for us and through prayer, we let him know we love him, believe in him, and give him our thanks. Receiving the Holy Eucharist is truly a remarkable gift through the acts of Jesus. In the Bible it says, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, because of the power of the body and blood of Jesus, you can come boldly into the presence of God. The blood of Jesus builds a mighty wall between sin and believers who have been made by the righteousness of God through Jesus. So much has been said about the body and blood of Jesus because it is a significant part of our faith. When we pray each day, be thankful to Jesus for all he has done for us and be thankful for the Holy Eucharist. When praying for others, ask Jesus to lead them to church if they are not attending and to receive the Holy Eucharist so that they too can have Jesus in their hearts and soul. So as you go through your week, be thankful to the Lord for all you have. And when you are in church and you watch the priest consecrate the bread and the wine, think of Jesus, the Last Supper, and him dying on the cross for us. Make it a point after you receive to pray immediately, letting Jesus know how grateful you are for the Holy Eucharist and all that he has done for us. Understanding the importance of prayer after receiving the Holy Eucharist is another essential part of living life as a Christian. If we truly believe in the Lord and love Him, we also have to trust Him. Jesus always has our best interests at heart, and He will always lead us to a better place. The next song I'm about to play is called, I Trust in You. In the song's verses, you will hear how when we ignore Jesus, our lives can be much more difficult. But as stated in the chorus, when we trust the Lord and follow His lead, we live much happier lives. The words in the chorus are, Life goes on, but only by your hand. You're the man with the plan who sees and understands. I go with the flow and let you get me through. You're the man with the plan. You know I trust in you. Please listen now to my song, I Trust in You. I 
Listening to Let Go and Let God with your host, Art Suriano. If you would like to learn more about me, email me your questions, or listen to the music you are hearing on these shows, go to my website at www.artsuriano.com or find me on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, iHeart, or Apple. That's www.artsuriano.com. As we said at the program start, today is the solemnity of the body and blood of Jesus. In today's gospel, we hear Jesus saying to the crowds, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give is my flesh for the life of the world. But they were confused and quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? But Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Jesus saying, Amen, Amen, I say to you, was him saying, Sit up and pay attention. They were listening to what he was saying, but they did not understand the body and blood that we now have as the Holy Eucharist. Jesus is present to us in many ways, in his word, in the poor, when two and more are gathered in prayer, and in the sacraments but only in the Holy Eucharist is he uniquely present. I chose an alternate psalm for today, Psalm 146, Praise the Lord my soul. The message in the psalm is our praise to God throughout our entire lives. In writing the music for this psalm, I chose to use a contemporary style and the ancient text. Please listen now to my version of Psalm 146, Praise the Lord my soul. So 
You're listening to Let Go and Let God with your host, Art Suriano. If you would like to learn more about me, email me your questions, or listen to the music you are hearing on these shows, go to my website at www.artsuriano.com or find me on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, iHeart, or Apple. That's www.artsuriano.com. Each week... We conclude with a special message or story from God's Corner. This is titled, Pam's Story. I read about a woman named Pam who knows the pain of considering abortion. More than 24 years ago, she and her husband, Bob, were serving as missionaries to the Philippines and praying for a fifth child. Pam contracted omebic dysentery, an infection of the intestine caused by a parasite found in contaminated food or drink. She went into a coma and was treated with strong antibiotics before they discovered she was pregnant. Doctors urged her to abort the baby for her own safety and told her that the medicines had caused irreversible damage to her baby. She refused the abortion and cited her Christian faith as the reason for her hope that her son would be born without the devastating disabilities physicians predicted. Pam said the doctors didn't think of it as a life, they thought of it as a mass of fetal tissue. While pregnant, Pam nearly lost their baby four times, but refused to consider abortion. She recalled making a pledge to God with her husband, if you will give us a son, we'll name him Timothy and we'll make him a preacher. Pam ultimately spent the last two months of her pregnancy in bed and eventually gave birth to a healthy baby boy, August 14, 1987. Pam's youngest son is indeed a preacher. He preaches in prisons, makes hospital visits, and serves with his father's ministry in the Philippines. He also plays football. 
Pam's son is Tim Tebow. The University of Florida's star quarterback became the first sophomore in history to win college football's highest award, the Heisman Trophy. He went on to become the quarterback of the Denver Broncos and has provided an incredible platform for Christian witness. As a result, he's being called the Mile High Messiah. Well, that's all the time we have today on Let Go and Let God. You'll find me every week right here on this podcast channel. Reach out to Jesus this week and pray. Talk to him now and talk to him like he is your best friend. There's nothing you can't tell him and he does listen. Get to church and start building a relationship with the Lord. Have a blessed week and I look forward to seeing you all next week right here on Let Go and Let God. Let go and let God always let him lead. Whatever faces us, he is all we need. Let go and let God show